people have sent me mails and I realize that we are trying to come to church in the name of your own power and prophecy. But there are other serious things that are happening. That the solution is not a prophecy. Now, it just occurred to me this morning that the problems we are dealing with are more serious than the way we think of. Hallelujah. Before every institution came in, whether it's business or companies, the first institution God established was the marriage. So every other thing came to meet the family. Every other thing. The marriage was there before church. The marriage was there before Microsoft. The institution, that is God's first established institution, was the marriage. Hallelujah. And I realized that if that one is not working, a lot of things are not going to go the way it's expected to go. Hallelujah. Listen to this one. He said, morning, Papa. It's a long time. My husband beat me and destroyed my phone because I saw on his phone that he's cheating on me. My children are home and there is less pressure on my salary so I could buy a WhatsApp phone. Papa, I'm saying this because when I pour my heart down like this, I am relieved a little. Let me add, I'm relieved a little. So, um, if you are an American, it's a letter, but it's a letter. Yesterday, I listened to the program on marriage, and I wish my husband too he too will also listen and we can learn together because everything that has caused our problems you address it papa my husband has changed so much when i confronted him he said he likes the new lady he has he has spent so much on the girl so i should accept the lady that is not even what bothered me. So both of them can continue dating. My father, this man beat me mercilessly. And I asked my children to go out to call people to come to stop him before he kills me. So if you happen to marry one of these children, you, are going, you have come to marry somebody that has been beaten. Those of you out there, can you come forward so that I can see you? Just, just make sure that you come forward. Hallelujah. Are you, are you getting the picture now? Eh? Listen attentively. Now, so <clears throat> we are in a situation where <clears throat> you beat your wife in front of your children. That the mother is begging the children to go out and call people before the father kills her. Watch this. That is not even what, and this is where it caught my attention. He is a pastor. As you come again, <laughs> he is a pastor. Based on this fornication, our church was destroyed, and three years now, no job. In fact, as a result of the fornication, the church is closed down. 
I am the one who does almost everything. Expenses until March this year. He started the 21 days fasting. I think he's coming back. And the Lord opened a door for him and got a job to build again. He is a good, he is good at building homes. We are in the somewhere, he mentioned a particular region in Ghana. Maybe the husband is a eastern region somewhere. Eh? And he said, We are in the that particular region. And he goes to Accra. He goes out. Anytime he goes to Accra, he still goes with the lady he was talking about. Now, um, oh, sorry. When everything starts becoming okay, she broke up with the lady small and they've come back. And since he came back, now, <laughs> he is now again at home jobless. Still dating the girl and asked me to help him to see a sorcerer my own father used to go to. Remember, he's a pastor. This is where we are, oh, Papa. Remember me in your prayers. How do you pray about this? Amen. A pastor. Look at somebody and say, Pastor. And ask your neighbor, Are you a pastor? Hallelujah. Don't wait for me to ordain you before you think you're a pastor. Amen. There are other serious ones. There's one that, in fact, um, I finished reading. I'm not really a fast reader, but I think it's a book. What you wrote is a whole book. Hallelujah. I mean, you scroll, 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 scroll. So that when I'm reading the maze, I scroll to see how long it is before I start reading. This one, when I scroll and I saw, I say, well, by the time I finish reading, I have read four chapters. So, but I took my time and read it in the night, and it was very pathetic. Serious problems. Amen. Now, number one, the reason I'm preaching this thing I'm preaching is that somebody is in a bad situation. And we are trusting God that you, after these uh, messages, you will move to a good situation. Amen. And those in a good situation will move to a better situation. Amen. And those in a better situation will get to a best situation. Amen. This is the reason we are preaching it. Hallelujah. Amen. And so, after, after I, all the things and the notes I've done, the Lord came to me this morning and told me something. That Thank God for all the things you are preaching, but nothing make marriage work like spirituality. This is the bottom line. I'm going to take you. Yesterday I spoke about selfishness. Uh, thou shalt be selfless. Were you there? And I spoke about the fact that <clears throat> the number one enemy of marriage is selfishness. You get a point? And I spoke about the fact that uh, thou shalt be. See, a lot of people are not even here because if it is like the power, power and prophecy ministry, people can because people don't see the need of it. And the reason is that the church has never given it attention. Yes, sir. The church has never had all kinds of program on this one. Hallelujah. But this is the major problem the church is facing. Every other problem that you think you have is connected to this one. Amen. 
every other place. We have never given. People don't see the seriousness of it. But people are entering. We see people divorcing. We are not even asking questions. Sometimes they are not telling the truth why there's a divorce and separation. Marriages in our generation is not working. Young people, eight days divorce, two months divorce. Where did you even started from? Huh? If, if you marry your enemy, you should be able to live with the enemy for some time. This was supposed to be a lover. So I thank God you are here. I don't take it for granted that you came. And for you to be here this morning means you mean business. And you really want some things to work. And it has to work. Hallelujah. It has to work because God didn't make it the way we are looking at it. It has to work. I believe it. I can see this meeting into some power prophetic ministry. But I tell you something. Let me tell you something. It is dangerous to pray when you have to think. That means that prayer cannot substitute thinking and thinking cannot substitute prayer. You have to put them in their proper perspective. A false balance is abomination unto God. Unfortunately for the charismatic Pentecostal church, where we have to think, we try to pray. What is the cause of this thing? Hallelujah. And so give it attention. Nobody is arrived there. Me and I'm preaching, I'm still learning new things. I'm still learning it. I'm still trying to develop things that will make it better. I'm trying to work at it. Because marriage is a serious business. It is not for jokers. No. There is no other relationship that you will be tested than the marriage relationship. No other one. Relationship between father, mother, relationship, brother, sister, friends. No relationship on earth that your ego, your humility, every other side of your life will be tested the marriage relationship so it's a serious business and that is why i love what Dr. Thomas Moreau said in the quote yesterday that it's really based on love alone should based on knowledge what is knowledge information what does information does it bring transformation so my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge and because you have rejected knowledge i will reject you that is what god said we spoke about the symptoms of selfishness and I spoke to you about what is the first symptoms I gave to you? Immaturity. If I can go back a little bit. So it means that the marriages are not working. If you see somebody who is living in selfishness, the chances are that the person is not growing. People have married for 10 years and there is no ingredient that is making the marriage get better. Unfortunately, people are sinking into the worst situation because we are not growing. And apart from physical growth, all the other growths are not automatic. The only growth that is automatic is physical growth. Once you are eating, you grow. But spiritual growth, psychological growth, mental growth, they are not automatic. There is something you, there is what you have to do to be growing. You cannot just wake up and become spiritual. There is what you have to do. You have to engage in prayer. You have to engage in fasting. You have to engage in Bible study. You have to be committed to be ready to walk in holiness. You have to walk in sanctification. And all these things are not easy. It is not easy. Nothing make marriage work like spirituality. So if you are watching me online, let me tell you something. You have to be ready to make an adjustment. You cannot expect to go to where these wonderful ladies are sitting and head towards this way and expect to arrive this way. Let me put it in a better perspective. You cannot be heading towards Winneba and expect to arrive at Aflao. So if there if the road you are going, you realize that it doesn't look like your destination, then you have to stop and make a turn. So every one of us, 
Sometimes when I finish preaching, people ask questions. I realize that yesterday, one of our sisters, I will ask a question about uh, what do they do. When I went back and I was thinking, I said, did they really listen to what I preach? It means that you have to be ready. I said that, oh, so this is the point. Anytime you give excuses for what the Bible commands you to do, you have put yourself in danger. Now, do you remember there was a party, there was a parable Jesus spoke about a wedding party and the people that were invited started giving excuses. This one said, I've married a wife. All the funny, funny excuses has nothing to do with what they were coming to do. This one said, I built a vineyard. Jesus told them to forget about them and go to the street. So when you start giving excuses, go bypass you. That is what I'm talking about, spirituality. The ability to say that this is what God has said and I'm going to stand on it and make sure that it works. Romans chapter 6, 8. For to be carnally minded is what? Death. And to be spiritually minded is what? Life and peace. So you see, nothing make it work like spirituality. Apart from, in the midst of all the things I'm saying, to make it work, you have to be spiritual. Be what? Spiritual. Whatever you are watching from. To make this thing work, to go to the marriage, spirituality is very crucial. What is spirituality? The tendency of praying together go to church together, believe the same thing, working it out together, believing God together, and bringing God into the equation. Most of the matrimonial home, God is not in the equation. And also, let me say something too. Most of the problems that they are bringing to me, I realize that the problem has occurred because the foundation is faulty. Yes, this whole thing started with the foundation. There are people in the church, they know, they know that the guy they are going to marry is not a Christian. You know? So this is why it is. No. We may all have some weaknesses our wives are aware. But not to the extent of beating them to our children are crying. Now, but if you marry somebody who doesn't know Christ, because the Adamic nature in a man, you cannot predict. You see, you cannot even cancel the Adamic nature. You can only cancel the Christ nature. The knowledge of the secret of the kingdom is foolishness to those who are perishing. So, if you know the person doesn't believe what to believe and you go for it, then get ready for the, the what did I put yesterday? Prepare for the worst. Expect the best, but prepare for the worst. Because it's not going to be the same. I'm a pastor. If I married a woman who was not born again, I can't expect that I'll be standing here preaching. Yeah? And it's my responsibility to find out whether he's born again. I didn't marry for, you see, I had a very tough courtship. I, my, me and mommy's courtship were no romantic kind of courtship. It was quite tough. Yes, one of the, I was telling you that one day I, I, I returned from somewhere and he has come to visit me. And I drove her away from, what are you doing here? Other pastors are living with me, were sitting there waiting for 10 o'clock. I said, when you come here and it's 10, you have to go back to your house. I didn't marry for where I was. I married for where I was going. So, that's what it is. Don't just hide behind in the name of you are in love. You're not the only one in love. Everybody's in love. And so, I understand why the great man of God is saying that. It shouldn't be based on love alone. I mean, I don't know whether you were able to write the quote. I mean, whether you were able to get the quote of what I said. But tell your neighbor, it shouldn't be based on love alone. No, 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 no. Talk to me. I want to hear you talk. Tell your neighbor. <laughs> it must not be based on love alone. <laughs> huh? So what must he based on? Yeah, different things. Uh, it was somewhere, somewhere. I gave it to you somewhere. Hallelujah. It was a blessing. Amen. 
I will never forget it. And I have decided that. Um, where did I tap this one? Um, I'm, 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 I'm going to keep it somewhere and believe God. Amen. That uh, this thing that we are going to enter, it is not going to be I love you, I love you, I love you alone. Amen. If we bring it to I love you, I love you alone, chances are that we will all fail. Because there is a place that it will need a lot of knowledge. Knowledge. Lift your hand and tell God, Lord, damage my ignorance. Tell God. Say it very loud. Say, damage my ignorance. Hallelujah. The only way God damage your ignorance is to give you knowledge. Hmm? What does God do to damage your ignorance? He gives you what? Somebody say knowledge. Mm-hmm. So, if it is not based on knowledge, it's going to be something else. Now, I even saw that it is love that, it is knowledge that reinforces love. You cannot just love because sometimes your definition for love may be the wrong definition. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Some people think love is flowers. There are some young ladies in the church, they think love is a boy hugging them. And when the boy hugs you and press you into his chest, then you are in love. So once you stop hugging you, then the love is gone. Lord have mercy. Hallelujah. A successful marriage, a successful marriage has little to do with love. It doesn't mean it's the absence of love, but it has little to do with love. Hmm? Love is not the communication for marriage. <laughs> and look at it. If you look at the quote very carefully, he has balanced it. It is true that the Bible says, husband, love your wife. But he said that it is not the only qualification for the marriage. There is a note I did, and I'm going to bring you to the, yesterday I gave you the symptoms of selfishness. But I realized that it is very, it will be wrong for me to give you symptoms and not give you prescription. So I'm going to give you key up for selfishness. Mm -hmm. So, if I'm selfish, how do I come out of the selfishness? And in the context of the marriage and the definition of what I'm talking about. Hallelujah. So, I want to quote this title to get to you. So, love is not the qualification for the marriage. Love is, a, they say, <laughs> this is what the court might say, love is a dangerous thing in the, he said, love is a dangerous thing in the context of the marriage. Thing. Love can make you think you can make it. You are thinking you can make it, but maybe you don't have what it is to make it. Amen. One day Jesus Christ was on the boat, or, uh, the disciples was on the boat, and Jesus was walking on the water. And when they saw Jesus, Jesus Christ was walking on the water, and they thought that he was a ghost. Because that was the first time they see mortal human being. So it was a ghost. This ghost, ghost, ghost thing started with the disciples of Jesus Christ. They are the ones who started this ghost thing. Then Jesus told them that it is I, don't be afraid. It seems that whatever distance is, Jesus saw that they've seen, they are afraid, they are, they are, they are, they are kind of panting and say, hey, hey, guys. No, 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 it's okay. Don't worry, it is I. What did Jesus tell them? What did Jesus tell them? It is I. That's all. You come to your room, your husband is there, maybe wearing a stand at the corner. Hey, and say, Oh, honey, don't be afraid. It's me, it's me. Then Peter said that if it is you, 
You know, I never understood that. I think I've preached a message on it before. I have never understood that scripture because I have always been thinking why Jesus knew that Peter would sing by calling to come. How can God know that if I step on this chair to break and he still tell me to step on it? So he pointed me until one day God opened my eyes, bam, and said, watch it very carefully. I didn't tell him to come. He asked me whether it's me. I said, it's me. Then he asked me a question. If it is you, I've already told you it's me. So if Jesus said, don't come, then Jesus has lied. So it was not really the will of God that Peter would jump into the water. Maybe you could have done it another time, but that time, his faith is not up to the place to jump into water. So it brings me back to tell you that don't get into murder if you don't have knowledge. Make sure you have a little knowledge of what you are getting into. And after you get into, continue to learn. Unfortunately, we study everything except marriage. Nobody read books about marriage. No, people don't even buy, so the marriage counselor don't write again. People buy book on anointing. People buy book on anointing service and faith. But we don't buy. And you are not marrying anointing. Let me tell you something. No matter how spiritual you are when you marry, you are living with a human being. And this is why a lot of pastors, you see, all this one, the lady noted, and he is a pastor. He is a pastor. What do you do, marry a pastor with such an attitude? Somebody leading people to heaven. Somebody who is going to give an account on the souls of people. If I come here and you see mommy come with a swelling face. Hey mommy, how are you? Yesterday daddy beat me. How will you feel? Think about it. Think about it. You think we preach it like it is easy? Nothing makes ministry difficult than what you are preaching. You must practice. So when I preach messages like this, it put pressure on me to live right. Leadership is not an easy thing. No. If my wife is sitting and I'm preaching, then I have to make sure what I'm preaching. It shouldn't be a hypocritic message. I cannot come and tell you to love your wife and I hate her. She's sitting down making notes. You don't have to appear like you're a hypocrite. And he knows the thing I'm preaching is practical. Yesterday he told me something. He said, if in me, I'm learning so many things. I'm learning a lot of things. You always come out with some revelations. You always come out with things that look like we are now starting. But you have to live leadership by example. If my children are sitting down listening to me, do I make it look like I am preaching like I'm an angel, but they know that I'm a hypocrite? So let's leave the place of, hear what I say, but don't practice what I do. You are sick. Can you imagine Jesus Christ? Jesus Christ and come and tell us that. Is that the way they put it? Do what I, what I preach, but don't, don't do what? Don't do what I do. How can you be? Yeah, let me tell you something. The, the, no word will affect people unless what you are preaching, you live by it. The only way what I preach can affect you is I'm living by it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Be careful, love, 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 love. Be careful. And most of the thing we call love is lust. Most of the time, what we call love is lust. A lot of young girls have not know that the people that say that love, love, they lust after you. Amen. Amen. Check a man's love. 
what we call love. Because if you continue with love, 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 love. I love this quote too. I don't know. You see, Dr. Thomas Moreau, he preached a lot of things and so that people think it's controversial. But I don't know. They want to think about it. Huh? He said, love is a dangerous thing. It means that when you marry and everything is based on love, 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 you stand a chance of mixing it. It means that there are people who are claiming that they are working in love, but they don't have knowledge. When we say love, how do you define it? When we say love, how do you define it? Look at the Bible standard for love, NIV version. First Corinthians chapter 13 from verse number 4. Look at the Bible standard for love. And check it whether you can do that. Go to verse number 5 and look at it. Huh? What does the Bible say about love? Huh? Huh? First, first Corinthians chapter 13. Huh? <laughs> huh? Come back to verse number 4 and let me see something. Love is what? So, if you say you are working in love, are you patient? So, also, this is why he's talking about the knowledge in connection to the love. So, it's not enough to say you are working in love. You must have all this knowledge. So, if you don't understand what love is, then your definition for love will be wrong. Love is patience. So, if I don't have patience with my wife, then I'm not working in love. So, not just the coach. If I don't have patience, if I don't have patience towards my husband, then I'm not working in love. Sacrificial love. It's another message I have to preach. That means that the woman you have married is not up to the place where you want, but will you give her time to grow? Because all of us became born. Look at the bar. Husband, love your wife as Christ loved the church. Is that what the Bible said? I should love my wife as Christ loved the church. Then you must come back and study the way Christ loved the church to love your wife. And the church is full of thieves, affanicators, adulterers, and some of them, Jesus give them the opportunity and stay with them till they grow. All of us didn't become born again, and the, the way we are living now is the same way we are living when we started. People even struggle with their moral life until a certain point, they, they now stand strong for Christ. Some struggle with different things, but Jesus didn't cast them away. He lived with them what I call sacrificial love. I'm not giving up on you. Can you imagine God give up on us? Sometimes this is my prayer. I wake up and I say, Lord, I thank you for not giving up on me. Because I've done too many things. Well, sometimes you sin, you come and ask God to forgive you. The next day you are there. The next two days you are there. And then, until one day, bam, the thing cut off. Between the time you were struggling, the time you started, why didn't God cast us out? So love your wife as Christ loved the church. It's a higher bar. And he said, love is patient. Love is kind. Are we kind towards one another? He said, it does not envy. Are we envious? He said, it does not boast. Are we boasting? He said, it's not proud. Oh, don't go there. Don't go there. Most marriages has been, has been destroyed because of pride. I, I, I have a message I'm going to preach. Beware of pride. Pride. It takes the spirit of pride for you not to say, I'm sorry. Are too big to say that no. you are justifying the reason why you cannot say i'm sorry how on earth should i tell you i'm sorry hey do i look like that person it's a privilege for you to marry me you should rather even know that and say you are sorry if you were expecting me to say i'm sorry then you better pack your things pride and love is not proud let's keep on going it's no root can we be rude in our matrimonial home Oh, rude. Gee, they find a hand time. The new shot here. Hey, also for some women are very disrespectful. You can see. Sometimes I go to a shop, the way a lady will show up, I think about it. Does he have a husband? 
Have you ever gone to a place and somebody has been rude and you think that this guy has a wife? People full of themselves. Hey! And because you want to marry, you, you overlook. Yeah? Everybody that is facing marriage challenges, they overlook something. Along the line. They overlook it and they are paying, they are paying for it. Every one of us. Whatever is happening that you don't like now, you overlook it. So don't go to God and complain. Sometimes we come to God and make it look like God is the one who has created the evil. God said, I'm living in heaven with my family. I want, for, he said, hmm, for this cause, Paul wrote to the book of uh, uh, the church in Ephesus chapter uh, and Ephesians chapter 3, he said that for this cause, I bow my knees down to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the family of heaven and earth is named. So God has a family of heaven and he wants to get a family of earth and he created the man. Everything produces after eight kind. So the child of a goat is a goat. The child of a sheep is a sheep. So the child of God is God. So Adam became a lesser God who would take care of the things on earth. But because I don't want you to be like a robot to press a remote control, I've given you something powerful called your will. I won't touch it. It is no we alone that God gave us a way they didn't touch. Even the angels, he gave it to them. That is why Lucifer could rebel. So much as I'm preaching this thing, you can listen to me and not practice it. And there is nothing God can do. This is, the, this is the freedom we have. That is why worship becomes something valuable to God. Because when you come to church and you kneel down and you lift your hands and you are worshiping and tears are coming, God knows he didn't force you. So it means a lot to him. That what you are doing, you are doing willingly from your heart. If, if, if God forces you to worship him, then the worship is not authentic. If you come to church like this, God, it means a lot to God because God knows he didn't force you to come. What you are doing, you are doing it willingly. This is what makes us who we are. So we have something called our will. We have something called our intellect. We have something called our emotions. We have some, and, 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 and we, we decide what we do with it. So the reason why he gave us the Bible is that the Bible becomes a guide that you have to walk on this bridge but let me guide you here. Because if I don't give you the Bible, you will try to step here. And when you step down, you are going to end into the pit. So the Bible is the greatest manual for living. The way you have a manual for your iPhone, manual for your mobile phone, manual for your television, manual for your microwave, manual for your blender, there is a manual for living. That's the word. Laugh. It's not rude. So, this is the definition, God's definition for love. Love is not self-seeking. You see, it has appeared at the selfishness. So, to, to, to say you love somebody, it has nothing to do with yourself. Once you step into love, you forget about yourself. Once you decide to step into love, then the other party becomes a priority. <laughs> Amen. Yesterday, somebody sent me an email. He said, you mentioned the word orgasm and I went to church. I rest, I've never experienced it. So then, because me, when you come out of that, I want to get to the details. There are people, they send me, they give them, I'll call them. They send me, teen, you might be brilliant. So I call. Orgasm. And he said, no. And he said, and he said, my husband would jump on me and sometimes, no preparation, no. And he said, it has happened for the past five years, so I've been used to it. So, as far as I'm concerned, for five years, I've already experienced rape. 
That's the way I put it. That is my conclusion. I say you have been raped for five years and have three children out of the rape. Dysfunctional. All these things we are dealing with. But this lady is in a chair receiving anointing. I now understand why anointing you. Nothing shows out of the anointing. Because the anointing is not falling. Oh my goodness. I wake up and preach this. How can the oil settle when you are confused? How can the oil settle when you are depressed? How can the oil settle when you are almost at the place of a nervous breakdown? How can the oil settle when you are in pain and it has brought you to anger and you are unforgiving and you are now resentful and now you are going to bitterness? How can the oil settle? Even God can use a bitter person. It cuts you from hearing the voice of God. It's not that God is not speaking, you can't hear. Bitterness covers everything. You are, it's not your fault, but you are bitter. That is the way we put it. It's a serious business. Look at your neighbor and say, this is more serious than I thought. Tell the person, it's more serious than I thought. The road to recovery, may the Lord deliver us. It takes a lot of sacrifice. Hallelujah. A lot, a lot, a lot. I am asking a question about something. They, you, you come to church, you are talking about sex, and people make their face some way. It's as if you are not holy, and they pretend they are holy, but right there, they are confiscating, they are adultery, they are doing all kinds of things. But we should do you know why? The devil has perverted so many things. So, where he is attacking people through, don't talk about it. Don't give them knowledge. Because that is a weapon I'm using. So religious people make it look like whose idea is sex? There is nobody who doesn't know about sex. All of you sitting here knows about sex. And whose idea is God's idea? So the sex is not made for evil and perversion. It's one of the most holiest things God created. Why? Because out of them came every human being. But once it's perverted, then it becomes something. We shouldn't talk about it. Don't talk about the sex. But let me tell you something. Whilst we are not talking about the sex, it is one of the major problems in the marriage. Mm -hmm. I ask a question. Then I say, okay, let's be careful the way we are judging. What to make a woman go and commit an adultery? My grandmother says, I don't know how to say it in English. You can find it in encyclopedia. Now, watch this. So, it is not enough to hear that somebody has done something wrong. You must find out what led to it. So, could it be that a woman commits adultery because he has no satisfaction in sex with a the man there? Could it be that the man is not so giving satisfaction because he lacks knowledge? Because the Bible will not teach you romance. The Bible doesn't teach you. Where did the Bible say bath three times a day? Or two times. Is it in the Bible? Please. Answer. Is it in the Bible that paste in the morning? But how do you paste? So it's not everything the Bible teaches us. The Bible doesn't tell you prepare a woman before you have sex with her. It's not there. No. Prepare. It's not there. So, so for, there are so many things. Eh? And there are things that we are teaching in church. Your mother can teach you. What I'm teaching your father can teach you. He can't have the boldness to teach you. Nobody. The white people try. 
Sometimes they put their children down. I, I was a, a white man for a pastor. I said, I taught my children. I told them that this is a different, this is, there's something called sex. We introduced them at the age of eight years, six, and tell them something called sex, and we tell them the dangers of it. He said, my children marry their virginity because I taught them the dangers of it. But our culture, they don't teach us. It's called a You don't talk about it. No. There are serious things we have to preach than just anointing people. Serious things. But the, the African man is not ready for knowledge. He want power. For what? The power you have received. Do you know how many times I've anointed your head? But your marriage is breaking down. You are waving all the mantles to get healed, but you are confused. You are touching the dead, you are being raised, but your home is breaking. People are losing their calling. This man has just read his testimony. He has a call of God in his life, but lack of spirituality, his church is down. Then this brings it in. Your destiny is decided by God, but you are the one to fulfill it. You have a responsibility. God doesn't do it. If you decide to be a thief, you'll be a thief. There are people in church, they don't speak truth. There are people in church, once you are teaching, I have done construction in this place, and there are people who want to take advantage of the church because they, have, they lack knowledge about cases. They don't understand. They don't. It is there. I'm seeing it. Amen. What is the sign that after you marry your husband, you'll be able to satisfy your husband? What is the sign? Have you even checked? Mm. Uh, do we have a culture that we ask our spouse, are you satisfied with me? Am I good? No, we don't ask those things. You will not be up and baby other. So whatever is happening to you, I'm not care. I didn't be That is what it is. We don't care. And these are serious things. It's there. And let me tell you something. Do you know something? That this is the danger about the things about the church. One day I read the scripture, I said the children of the, the children of this word in their eyes, they are wiser than the children of the gospel. So what is the difference now? Hmm. If the, the people in the world, they, they get their husband from discos and drinking bar, and they know that place is a rough territory. That place, it has to do with you, that have, you, you have to be the highest bidder. Hey, 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 don't pretend. Don't, 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 don't. If you, if you pretend and change your face, I will deal with you. You have to be a highest bidder. You have to make sure that you are on top. Your makeups, your everything, you have to look sexy. It means that when they marry the men, they know what they used to get them. So they don't stop doing it. But you stop. Because you come to church and I'm preaching, your husband is sitting by you that live a holy life. Don't go outside and don't touch any other woman. And it has psychologically bring you to the place that because of what Papa said, I should not even look good. And anyhow I look, my husband has nowhere to go. But the girl in the world doesn't hear things like that. Until when, if Evelyn is in the well and he got his husband from the well, when he meet this sister, this sister is a suspect. Did you get what I just said? The worldly people, every woman around their husband is a suspect. And so they protect the men because they know how they got them. This is just wisdom. I'm just giving you normal life wisdom. And whether you believe it or not, that's what it is. 
they protect them they make sure that hey that is why some women you can't even greet your husband excuse me hallelujah no 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 you are his friend but not his home no uh-huh if they are sitting in a drinking bar you are talking to his friend unless they're stupid ones the stupid ones the one that will leave their husband for the, but the smart ones i know i got this guy and i know when i got him what he did and i know the way this guy is sharp and i know the way he's akpa and i know the way he's smart i have to be smarter than him but you and this unfortunate thing the guy you have married in church that you are coming to church to listen to the message that daddy is preaching about holiness she works in the midst of people who doesn't know christ and the way you have stopped looking good and you have stopped uh, being attractive other women are getting attracted and she's a target they love her you are spending time making her look good but because of the way you have spent time to make him look good, he's a target for another person. I'll come to that, not now. Some of the strong ones, I'm reserving it for the dinner. Also, let's find some movie and watch it from five o'clock, then I'll come and preach. We'll put in some very romantic movie and then we'll watch a very powerful family that we'll learn a lesson from. So you people should get me some movies and come into America, and, and, and the dinner is not free at least if I saw everybody will pay 100 CDs per single and then 200 for double because chicken it's going to be food and drinks yes plus my voice no the things I'm teaching you in America you pay money I've gone to conferences that after I register with mommy $500 each to go to the conference, you pay for the message you have not heard. Right. It is the way they give you access to the conference. So message now, and as if you don't pay, you cannot come. So everybody go and register. Then they say that there's going to be five, ten messages in this conference. All of them are going to be $250. And then you pay. Because they say it's part of the requirement. They don't want to. They don't believe that you can listen to a message once and it will get to you. So buy the tape and listen. And the thing is that after the conference, they will post it to you. It's just not everywhere you go that you hear the things I'm preaching. Unfortunately, you will take it for granted that until one day you say, Hey, Papa, we. No. Amen. Love. What is your definition for love? Is it patient? Is it kind? It's, it's not easily angered. So I will say we are in love. So I understand what the man is saying. He said that love is a dangerous thing. It's not easily angered, but every day we are angry. Every day we are angry. Some of you have been angry for one year. There are people here who are angry for six years. Some people have been angry for... Somebody told me, when I see my husband, I feel like poisoning him. Who see hey, who knew hunting away hey, who do have a can with your own poison called me chukunu? No, you see, sometimes when we hear things, it looks like it's far from you. I told you when coronavirus came, all of us say, Oh, some Arabia see China and Chinese people are that. It looked like it was far from us. We heard the rumor around December by January, it was in our nose. 
When, a, when you are not married or you just marry, look at it. I am looking at this thing so serious that no wonder the man says knowledge. You know, he didn't mention money. And I love it. If money makes marriage work, then Bill Gates should not divorce. So it's not money, it's not love. <laughs> I read recently that when Bill Gates finishes divorce and divide his money, Melinda will be the second richest woman in the world. Second. And my Kenya, you'll be number two. He will go home with none less than anything between 60 something billion dollars. But would that give, would that save your soul? So it's no money. It's what I'm telling you the knowledge, practicing of the knowledge and information you are receiving. Yeah. If you listen to me yesterday, you go back home and deny your husband's sex, then you are not growing. You are not maturing. Hallelujah. If you are stubborn, you are not maturing. This is what it is. Now, do you know that other sickness has come to people because of the marital struggle? Yeah. Somebody can have a marital problem that gives the person high blood pressure that leads to stroke. The devil always comes from the root. He doesn't come from the fruit. Oh, I'm preaching. <laughs> I mean, guide it. It's not, it's not, it's not, it's not easy out there. It's not the way you are thinking. People are sitting in office depressed. People are confused. People, are, it has divided homes. It has, so it is, it is running on what I call generational curse. A boy that comes from a broken home, see his father beat his mother, who can conclude that beating a woman is legal. So if that boy doesn't come to church and learn from the things we are preaching, and I'm talking about a child that they tell me that nonsense story, he has to come and learn a different knowledge. Yes. That you don't manhandle a woman. You don't beat a woman. If he doesn't hear it from the pulpit, then he's going to continue his father's case. Nobody will teach him one day when the wife make a mistake, pa, 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 because that is what he saw. There are people who never go to church. They never beat their wife because they never saw their parents beat them. They never saw their father beat their mother. Children stand the chance of learning a lot from their home before they grow. They will just continue what they saw. If your father loves your mother, your, your children will naturally take that trend. It will just come. Amen. If you manhand your wife and every time there's fighting and KKKK, no. I thank God. I thank God by His grace. My children has never seen me and my wife shouting at each other. Never. <laughs> never. Amen. Amen. My daughters has never seen me do that. No. We, we may argue about something. And tell, no, 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 this thing, this password, you are the one who has, you put the wrong one there. This one said, no, me, my own is right. Then the, the daughter said, daddy, this way to be you. I said, how can you know it was me? It's mommy rather who did it, it's not me. Then, these are the things we say. And then the, we, we laugh at it, we go. But to beat the woman until the children run, hey, but your boy, you come in, mommy, and then can be coming, mommy. Why, your father house, no, we are slim, don't know, but your bra, because who call her, you be cool, so they, they bring a serious matter. That the mother is shouting, Francophone, my boy, and Papa, and Kumi. Somebody beat his wife, he miscarried. 
And this is the sad thing. They've been trusting God for eight years for children. When he was bitter, he didn't know she was pregnant. The lady said, I decided not to tell her. Three months pregnant, he beat her blood in America. The doctors came and they said, No, we have to do it here and say, The baby is gone. <laughs> Many years ago, uh, uh, we went to do a crusade with Papa Mpiakofi in Teshi Nungwada where there was a lady who was deaf and he, he was, his ears was open. And when Papa was asking her, he would say, My husband slapped me. And immediately my ear blocked. Immediately. One slap. If one slap make you dead, two slap, deaf and dumb. Three slaps, you are dead. Slap a woman immediately, the eardrum cut off. Come. And God supernaturally heal her. Think about it. Amen. Do you know there are some girls in the church? The boys they go out is beating them, but they are still going out. They are trusting God to marry them. Yeah. They are trusting God. That's the opposite sound. Keep on. Obese sound mum. What the opposite sound? Obese sound. The way I started beating now, so obese sound. Obese sound zumba. But I thought obese sound. Now your one year is not there. Your one nose is not there. I watched something. Marital struggle. There is something that was on the social media by a guy who was talking to his brother and said, if I don't kill your sister, call me a false prophet. And everybody took it for God. You need to hear it in Orlando. And he went ahead and shot it again. Pa, 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 bullet. What was his name? His name or no? Huh? Huh? What was his name? Huh? What? The lady. The lady. Barbara. Yeah. Recently, when I went to invasion, I realized that the brother that had the story, I pray for his wife to conceive. You remember there's a woman I gave a story that he followed me from California to the that is that guy's wife. I just got to know it. I just got to know it. And they said I gave you a prophecy concerning this lady. I don't remember. They say, I say, your sister's husband, be careful, and we have to pray and protect. They say, maybe I can say all kinds of things. I got to know if one pastor even came to the vision and told me that the guy wants to come and see me. And blah, 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 blah. I couldn't have time or something. But that's what it is. Hallelujah. What will make a man that is kissing a woman on the bed later took a gun and shoot her? Anyway, I don't intend to, to, to preach long because <laughs> I have another evening. Hallelujah. Mm? Mm? I was thinking about it. Tell somebody it's a serious business. <laughs> Uh, huh? uh, every divorced person was first in love. And Dr. Thomas every divorced person was first in love with the person they divorced. So don't tell, so don't tell me love keeps you together. Every divorced person was first in love. Every divorced person was first in love with the person they divorced. So don't tell me love keeps you together. This is wisdom and it's deep. Love does not guarantee success in marriage. Love brings happiness but doesn't bring what it takes to make marriage work. Can I say that again? Love brings happiness but it doesn't ah. Love brings happiness but does not bring what it takes to make marriage work. The only thing that makes marriage work is knowledge. And that is what you are receiving. Knowledge. Knowledge. <laughs> One day something happened eh, and I saw her ignorant uh, uh, something. Uh, baby. And I'm sorry for this. We were friends and there was one guy. I know there. You know, you're in class. If I'm not in class, it's very deep. 
So you see, we were all brother OJs, and then he was very and something happened. One day he was he was he was working with his fiancee, and um, we were sitting somewhere, and the guest sat down. And excuse me to say, his cycle begins. So I think he has his menses maybe premature. Hallelujah. Sometimes those who have menstrual pain, it even guide them in some way. But some of them, it can come on a waist. So the girl wake up and then, excuse me to say, there was the stains of blood. The guy said, ah, now why didn't I name a church? And the way he did it there, I'm telling you. And I learned a lot of things. I remember the lady that was there was a pastor's wife. He said, you were a villager. Is that the way you behave? And I learned something. One day, I was somewhere, I was sitting somewhere in America, and I saw a white lady, just saw herself. I went to sit by, I said, please sit down. And when I went there, he was a little, I said, sit down, I said, I want to tell you something. And I said, sit down. And I said, don't wake up because it looks like you have messed yourself, but let everybody go and then handle it. She came to me, she said, I said, thank you very much. You are so civilized. Thank you very much. Now, listen. I told her, because she woke up, I saw it, and I pushed her down, and I told her quietly. That one, it doesn't come by word of knowledge. Oh. So you're crossing your head. Now, why didn't I move your two, sir? No, no, no. it's possible for somebody to see it, and the way you act about it, it will be very, very, so, you see, and do you know where I learned it from? There is a book called uh, Every Woman. It was not written by a Christian, but it was written by a gynecologist. And when I manifest, I read everything. It's a big book. I read everything. And the basis on which I read is I dwell with them according to knowledge. That's what I told you yesterday. I know my wife's cycle. I know his mood of change. Sometimes when he's going to have a cycle, you see his breasts expand, his body starts expanding. I know all of them. But I also saw one pastor. Who they, who, one, two days no, I can see Two days no, I fall. She doesn't have knowledge. That is the difference. She doesn't have knowledge about it. So you want to, the Bible says, you must have personal knowledge about the woman so that when it changes, you can tell. If something is wrong with my wife, I can't tell. I've studied it. Not I, I don't need to study you. I don't care what happened to you. I can pray for you. I don't live with you. How you become fat, I can't tell. But it's my responsibility to know the woman I'm living in the room with. How she does, how she turns, how she does this. No. And those things doesn't come by. That is what Dr. Thomas Moreau said. What to make marriage work is knowledge. Knowledge. Do you know your wife's cycle? Do you know how things move with her? When you become moody, do you know the reason why it's going on? No. And African men, we are far from this. Especially when we become spiritual, to worsen it. Then we cover it with spirituality. No, it's a temporary situation, but the ignorance is there, and as a result of that, you go and sparkle some anger, you go and say what you are not supposed to say, and because his mode is no good, he also reply you out of tension. Then, by the time you come, you have created all kinds of resentment. I'm teaching, Lord, damage our ignorance and help us to make knowledge and vice versa to do you know 
who the man you have married, do you have knowledge about her? Listen, look at this lady, Esther. I want this guy's heart by the beauty contents. I dress well, combine the perfumes. But the situation where my favor is sleeping, I can't go by romantic appearance. Mm. I need to get it to the supernatural. Don't try to talk to a person that only God can talk to. So there are different ways of handling it. It's not every time you approach your husband. Sometimes a woman must learn when to ask the man money. There are times you ask the money to backfire. Yes, sir. There are times when you ask thousand, he will give you five thousand. Yes, sir. No, you have to. Hallelujah. You have to learn how to do it. All these things you have to learn. It's not every time you approach some people. You have to be able to be sensitive to study whether the time is the right time. You have to. It's not that your husband doesn't have money. Your approach is wrong. The way you come about it is wrong. There are times you are going to discuss some things with your husband. The timing is not correct. The vision is right, but the timing is not correct. You don't try to go and talk about money when the man is under pressure. You have to study the mood. What is he doing at this time? Is he in a good time? Yeah. Hallelujah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Party animal. This guy that Esther Marie can party for six months. Six months every day party. And sometimes you study when he's married and then you go there. Oh, these are the principles you have to. Yeah. One lady was going to see somebody in authority and he came to me. When he came to say, I said, don't go. Don't you see his name all over in the media? Look at every media is talking about him. It's not a good time. He said, but prof, if I don't, I said, if you go, it will not work. She obeyed me. He didn't go. A friend went there. He said, the man, goes, I don't want to see anybody. Tell her not to come here again. After everything calmed down, the lady went there and there was no question. He just took a signature. He just took a paper and signed it and said, go and get it done. So you must know how to do the right thing at the right time. So every time. These are all the principles you have to learn. Hallelujah. Whether it's a pastor and everything. There are times you approach me. Maybe I'm in the mood to pray. You have to study the mood of another person. And it's not every time you approach somebody. No. It's not. These are the discernment. These are the, these are the things. Even Jesus sometimes says, let us go to the other side. Let us. It means at that time, what is in Jesus' heart is that you want to rest. And when people are want to rest, you don't give them pressure. You say, people keep coming and going. Let us go to the other side of the mountain and rest. So that time is not prayer time. It's not fasting time. It's resting time. One time when we finish preaching, all we need to do is rest. And I thank God for my wife for that. She has steadied my mood. It doesn't disturb me at a certain time. No, I just want to sleep. And everybody leaves me to sleep. My family knows when they leave me to sleep. They will come. come eh? I'm telling you, not because my wife is here. I am so sensitive that if I sleep, eh, a little noise wake me up. So sometimes when he come and he see that I'm, I'm asleep, eh, he stay in the sofa in the, in the hall and lie down till I wake up. And the reason he doesn't do that is that he doesn't want to disturb me. So I said, sometimes I wake up and say, hey, you, 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 you chair, oh, you didn't come early. Sometimes we speak pigeon, you chair too much, oh. You say, say, no, I've been here for a long time. I didn't want to disturb you. So when I came, because you know when I open the door, you wake up. And I don't want to disturb your sleep. So I decided to stay. I've been here for four hours. If it is you. <laughs> then your husband wake up. Mm. 
And then and there are even people like when they sleep and you wake them up deep prematurely, they can have fever. There are people they will develop some symptoms of fever right now. When it depends on the state where they are tied. All these things are very that means that if you come to the place to in the maturity, it means that you are not taking your partner for granted. His interest is very important to you. Yeah. And this thing, mommy has done it, I don't know how many times. She will stay. There was a particular day. She stayed at the hall to 1 a.m. midnight. Because me, something crack and wake up. And once I wake up on my way to my prayer room, let this guy rest more. He just sleep. It is not from people. He studied for some time and he said, no, this is where we have to come to. And hey, what about where I live? It's a single room. Yeah. <laughs> Everything we say, you have something to say about it. I say, Amen. I have never done that. I don't do that because mommy, when he sleeps, he sleeps. Or da, or da. Or you okay? Or da, or da. But me da. Little noise, I will wake up. I just wake up. Anything just wakes me up. But no, you can come to the room and go, you, you'll be fine. So, we are to put them now, but me, crack. So, she will not come and disturb you. And it's there. You have to learn how to approach people. These are all the things you have to learn. Don't just leave. I'm going to talk in the course of the program. I'm going to talk about the place where you don't take one another for granted. It is another thing that destroys marriage. Especially when you come to the place to think that he has nowhere to go. Then you start taking him for granted. This happened a lot with pastor's wives. If I let me tell you something, and don't ever deceive yourself. A lot of pastors have bad marriages. Most of them. Bad marriages. And the reason for that is that everybody starts taking one another for granted. Hiding under spirituality. So sometimes, eh, instead of loving their wife and feeding the flock, they tend to start feeding the flock and loving them too. And then they leave a vacuum in the house. That the wife is, doesn't have any attention. Tell your neighbor, a good marriage comes with responsibility. Tell the person. Sound, happy, good, peaceful marriage is hard work. Mm -hmm. And if possible, let me add this one. It's warfare and not fanfare. It's warfare. You must pray to make it work. Hallelujah. I say you must believe God to make it what? Work. Are you learning something here this morning? Huh? Huh? Uh, the way you are quiet, maybe I have to end this somewhere. Amen. You must believe God to make it what? Look at your neighbor and say, it's going to work for us. It's going to work. Amen. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. You remember, um, let me come back and, because it's almost, it's getting to one o'clock, which I have to close. So the next 10 minutes, let me talk about, there was a time I preached a message and I talked about three kinds of love. And today, let me come back and talk about it because a road is a road um, to recovery of what I call symptoms of selfishness. Mm -hmm. This evening, I'll come back with another commandment. And I'm trusting God, I'll give you two of the commandments. 
Because yesterday I was able to give one. Hallelujah. And I have to bring you at least 10 commandments. 10. And I'm going to talk about the road to recovery from selfishness. It was a very elaborate, I believe I went a little deeper to talk about the symptoms of selfishness. And, and, and what is the first one again? I don't want you to forget it. Don't forget it too. Immaturity. Hallelujah. When I finish giving the sentence, I'm talking about the total thing that makes marriage. Before even I talk about that, it's what I call spirituality. To be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is what? Life. There is a reason why somebody came to church and asked me that. You people spend a lot of time. If I came and said, you have sanderias in the church. How? Do you think it's necessary? I have a reason for keeping the house of God like that. Amen. Give me Haggai chapter 1. Huh? The word of the Lord came through the prophet Haggai. So this is the word of the Lord. And verse 3 says that. When verse 3 came, he said that. Verse 3. The word of the Lord came to the prophet Haggai. Then the word of the Lord came to the prophet Haggai. Jump to verse 5. And verse 5, God said that. Now this is what the Lord Almighty says. Give careful, give careful thought to your ways. Now, come back to verse number 4. Uh, so let's read verse 4. Is it time for yourself to be living in your which, which, no, don't give me NIV, please, please. I guess that you are there, you are misbehaving like that. Is it time for you, oh ye, to dwell in your sealed houses and this house lie with New Living Translation? Watch this. Why are you living in a luxurious houses while my house lies in ruins? So it's dangerous for our homes to be nicer than God's house. So you have to thank God that your father tried to make God's house very nice. Now look at, look at, look at. So God, yeah, the church in your house, God has been looking at it too. Your car, your hall, God look at it. It is dangerous to have a sofa in our house and come and sit on the bench. These are scriptures. God has no change. There is a reason. Anybody that think about beautification of God's house, he find a way to beautify you. This is God's complaint. The word of the Lord came to the prophet and he said, is it time that you people are living in nice houses and my house is in ruins? So sometimes eh, it is even in the key of your own prosperity to find out that maybe a carpet in a church is dirty and you come and fix it. Most people who do that, God prosper them. You, you see something and you say, no, can I buy paint so that they paint here? Now listen to what God said from verse 5. Look at it. Go, verse 5. This is what the Lord of heaven's says, look at what is happening to you. So he's going to tell them the reason for what they are going through. Adena is happening to you people. No? It's as a result of the way you have taken my house for granted. Look at the next verse. Watch it. You have planted much, but harvest little. You eat, but are not satisfied. You drink, but are not still, but, but are still thirsty. You put on clothes, but cannot keep warm. Your wages disappear as though you were putting them in a pocket filled with holes. The reason all these cases are there is that your house is beautiful than my house. Spirituality. Spirituality. It is not enough to marry, to be spiritual. All the things I'm preaching, if you are not spiritual, it will not benefit you. Only spiritual people practice what they hear from the pulpit. Spirituality. 
There's nothing God is, God, God, God is not against your ignorance, is not against our ignorant and our, 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 our immature past, but He wants us to mature tomorrow. God is not against our, our misbehaving yesterday, our immature attitude, and our childish attitude. But tomorrow, God wants us to live better. And it takes spirituality to get there. God came back and said that you are planting, but you are not harvesting. Your pocket is full of food, which means that money doesn't stay in your hand. It's a whole message. You work hard, but you have nothing to show. And the reason is that you are taking my house for granted. This is where the worldly people want us to live like them. They want us to live like them. So, no generation has attacked giving and tithing like this generation. You, even now you are tithing, look at what is happening to you. Stop tithing. You that does not tithing, then we can't talk about your matter. But those of you that are tithing, if you like, stop tithing for one year and see. If you don't sit down, God didn't send me. The word of God cannot be broken. No. That a journalist who doesn't know the Bible is going to teach me the word of God. That I have read the Bible back to back. Jesus Christ. One day I read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. And I, when I finished, I left and said, Lord, you hate poverty. What I pick and the scriptures are lined down. I said that when you are poor, you don't look like God. You can start poor, but if you go by his principle, he changes your destiny. Then by, by <laughs> Jesus Christ, by Haggai chapter 2, when they have repented, he gave them the methods of transformation. Haggai chapter 2 from verse number 1. That is where he's, he, he is going to talk about the growth of the later house. In the seventh month and in the, in, and, 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 and in the 20th day of the month came the word of the Lord by the prophet Haggai saying, watch this, I'm reading to verse number 9. Speaking now to Zerubbabel, the son of Shetel, and the governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest, and to the residue of the people saying things that they have returned from slavery who is who is who is left among you that saw the house in her first glory and how do you see it now is it not now is it not in your eyes in comparison of it as nothing come to the new living translation they will understand it better hallelujah does anyone remember this house this house this temple in its former splendor how in comparison, does it look to you now? It must seem like nothing at all. It means that the glory is departing. Watch this. But now, the Lord say, be strong, Zerubbabel, be strong, Joshua, son of uh, Jehozadek, the high priest, be strong, all ye people, still left in the land, and now get to work, for I am with you, sayest the Lord of heaven's armies. I love it. My spirit remains among you. Just as I promised when you came out of Egypt. So do not be afraid. For this is what the Lord of heavens and me say. In just a little while, I will again shake the heavens and the earth and the oceans and the dry land. Is it happening now? Shaking the nations. God is shaking everything. Come to the King James. I love to read this thing in the King James, but sometimes for your understanding. Ha, ha, ha. For thus says the Lord of hosts, yet once, it is a little while, and I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land. Is it being shaken now? And I will shake all nations, coronavirus, and the desire of all nations shall come. Ha. 
and the desire of all nations shall come and i will fill this house with glory so coronavirus is not to bring the church down we cannot lock the church and stay at home because it's time for god to fill the church with glory this is the golden age of the church I will fill this house with the glory, says the Lord of hosts. Go to verse number eight. And what did it? The silver is mine, and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. Wow, verse nine. Watch this. The glory of this latter house shall be greater than the former. So we have entered a place. God is a progressive God. Say the Lord of hosts. And in this place, I will give peace, says the Lord of hosts. May you get ready for that. Maybe on Friday we have to get to prophetic dimension. Now I'm just teaching. But this is what God is saying. So your tomorrow is better than your it's going to be better than your today. That depends on the knowledge you have acquired. Why should you prosper and your house is divided? Why? I don't want to be the kind of person God has blessed. And at this age, I'm not going to look for another wife to marry. No. There is an age you are, eh? you can't even marry just anybody. I want to live with this woman till Jesus comes. And I'm enjoying it. We are not perfect people. Nobody marries a perfect person. Even when the angels came on earth, they didn't become perfect. They saw women, they went into them. So on earth. <laughs> it's in the book of Genesis. I am not telling the truth. Hallelujah. Angels, God sent them, they backslided. They saw them on earth. No. Nobody is perfect. The perfection is not there. Hallelujah. Amen. It is there. Be spiritual. Be spiritual. Even, eh, eh, do you know giving alone does not bring returns? Hmm? I like the way you are looking at me. Let me mess your theology. But the fact that you give does not mean you are going to get returns. No. Unless you give spiritually. The fact that you give, if you don't give it spiritually, it will bring no returns. Job chapter 22 from verse number 21. It will bring no return. Listen to what God talk about those who have plenty. Huh? Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. Thereby good shall come unto thee. Ay, 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 Receive, I pray thee, the Lord from his mouth and lay up his word in thy heart. Spirituality. What it is? If thou return to the Almighty, thou shalt be built up and thou shalt put away iniquity from your tabernacle. You are spiritual. So giving alone does not bring return unless you give spiritually. You cannot be cheating on your company and give and get a return. You cannot be pushing drug and give and get a return. So it must be rooted in spirituality. You cannot steal and come and pay tight. Now, if thou return to the Almighty, thou shalt be built up. Thou shalt put iniquity away from your tabernacle. Look at what happened there. Huh? Look at then thou shalt lay up gold as dust. Once it is spiritual, the God will follow. Thou shalt lay up gold as dust, and the gold of offer as the stones of the brook. Higher. And if it and the Almighty shall be your defense, and thou shalt have plenty of silver. Giving is spiritually. So many are giving, but they are frustrated because they are not spiritual. You are paying tight as if you are doing God a favor. I told one person in America, one pastor, the team shook him. 
he, he came to ask me some funny question about tithe. I said, so that is why we don't give tithe. We pay. The father you pay me is not for you. You give offering, but you pay tithe. You only pay people you own. You don't give them. So that, that's why God didn't let us give tithe. We pay. The pastor was shaking his head like this. That's a simple revelation. He shook him. I said, you can give an offering. That means that's why God loves a cheerful giver. So you can decide not to give an offering. But as for tithe, it's mandatory. And if you don't pay it, I will cause the devourers to devour whatever you have. And that is the reason people are suffering. You will make the money. By the time you are enjoying it, you have sickness. So we don't give tithe, we pay. And you can only pay what is not yours. <laughs> If a lot of Christians will pay tight on their profit of their company, like the way the worldly people give seed to their juju men, their church will be, the Bible says you lay gold as dust. Many people in the church don't pay profit on their company. First fruit, they don't pay it. No. Their problem is the giving. Can I tell you this, go, folks? I know giving is the way up and I committed myself to it. I'm not done yet. I'm telling you. I fasted and prayed for grace to give. I have not recovered from it. Jesus Christ, I am only growing in giving. I am growing in what? In giving. In 2 Chronicles chapter 1 and verse number 6, eh? this guy grew up in giving. And Solomon eh, went to the brazen altar. And second, what is he struggling? And Solomon went to the brazen altar before the Lord, which was at the tabernacle of the congregation, and offered what? Thousand bent offering. How many did he give? How many did he give? Second Chronicles chapter 7, verse number 5. Solomon is now in another angle. And King Solomon offered sacrifice of how many? 22,000 oxen and 120,000 sheep. So the king and all the people dedicate 120,000 what? Sheep. Growing and giving. Second Chronicles chapter 5 and verse number 6 and 7. Look at what Solomon did. And also, King Solomon, all the congregation of Israel that were assembly unto him before the ark, sacrificed sheep and oxen, which could not be told, which could not be told, nor numbered for multitude. New Living Translation, they will understand it today. They will understand it. Therefore, there before the ark, King Solomon and the entire community of Israel sacrificed so many sheep, goats, and cattle that no one could keep counting. Growing in giving. How much was my offering three years ago? And how much is my offering now? I knew giving was the way out. I left the stage of coming to church when it's offering time. Now begin to look at what to give. I prepare before I come. It's not negotiable. I came to the place, God himself commanded me, this year, give me this. <laughs> Anytime God has you for a seed, he has a harvest in mind. Be spiritual. Only giving based on spirituality will yield fruit. Only giving. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 19. Only spiritual giving will yield fruit. Are you getting it? The foundation... Huh? Second uh, Timothy chapter two and verse number eight. But so, how do you people does the thing that you give wrong scriptures? Nevertheless, the foundation of the law standeth sure, having this seed, 
The Lord knoweth them that are his. Let everyone that name it the name of Christ or giving or marriage depart from iniquity. Spirituality. This is what made marriage work. Depart from iniquity. Why? Because in a great house, because in a great house, in a greater, there are not only vessels of gold and of, of, uh, and of silver, but also of wood and of earth. Some to honor and some to dishonor. So you have to decide whether you are a vessel of honor or dishonor. They are already here. You are not going to look for it. But listen to the next one. If any man purge himself from death, if any man therefore purge himself from death, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctify and meet for the master's soul and prepare for every good work. Spirituality. Spirituality. Your, your marriage must be, if it is going to work, you have to be spiritual. Pray together. Fast together. Study together. And if the other party decides not to do it, you do it committedly. And God will keep you. Amen. I am very conscious of spirituality. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Lord told me the power of habit. That, 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 that catapult you to a realm of uncommon favor. Something you do continually generate power. So fix a timetable and make sure you do it. If there is a particular time you wake up to pray, unless otherwise, maybe things beyond your control, make sure you wake up every that time to pray. God will meet you there. Power of habit. Power of habit. Habit is the matter of discipline. Tell your neighbor, be spiritual. So, honey, there is nothing like marry a spiritual man. There is nothing like marry a spiritual woman. It takes carnality to commit adultery. No spiritual person will try it. Your spirit is loaded with the word of God. You know what you are after. One spiritual young man told an Arab woman, how can I do such a wicked thing against the Lord? And he ran and left his garment. And in no time, he became a prime minister. Spirituality. <laughs> Daniel chapter 1, verse 5 and 8. He said, Daniel purpose in his heart, spirituality, that he will not defile himself. By chapter 5, the king, and the king appointed them a daily provision of the king's meat and of the wine which he drank. So nourishing them three years that at the end, therefore, they might stand before the king. And verse 8 said that, and verse 8 said, and Daniel purpose in his heart that he will not defile himself. So what is defiling you? Purpose in his heart, but he will not defile himself. He will not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat. Amen. These guys were walking in red because they were very spiritual. It is not enough to be a preacher. You have to be spiritual. It's not enough to be a choirist. You have to be spiritual. It's not to be enough to be. You have to be spiritual. It's not to be a husband. It's not enough. Be spiritual. And if you are not spiritual, find spiritual people and work with them. To the company of spiritual people, stop working. Apostle Paul said, Come out from among them. You cannot be in this house and not be spiritual unless you yourself has planted yourself in carnality. Hallelujah! Amen. Spirituality solidifies an authentic home and make marriage work. Show me a man that's a spiritual, show me a woman that's a spiritual. You have heaven on earth. So don't just marry because a man can squeeze your breast, make sure he's spiritual. 
Also, spirituality brings godliness with contentment. Every spiritual person is content with what God has given them. They are not envious. They are not jealous. You can't find that thing in me. From where? There is nothing in your pocket that I'm high. No. There is nothing you don't have I. One pastor told me in his church, this man members, they are very wicked people. I said, why are you saying that? He said, look at their cars. They don't give. I said, Sofu, they came to drink from your grace. Why? Because you are eyeing their car, you will never get one. You should rather take them and say, or you flow from the top. Or you flow from the top. If you see me driving a better car, it means that you will never walk. Amen. Now listen, can I tell you this? Your father, I am not a beggar, so you can never be a beggar. Yeah. I am not a fellow by any standard. You can never be a fellow. No. Or you flow from the top. Hallelujah. Yeah. If you follow me with spirituality, you get better than what I have. There is no, nobody who build a house here for me. I dedicated the first ship when I was in Bidding Power. I went there with Pastor Martin. Somebody fishing boat. He fished from Ghana to Italy. I've forgotten that man, that fake colored man. I've forgotten his name or something. I want the poor hill inside. Ship. Is it your car that I will dedicate that I will envy? No. I told the pastor, you are far behind time. Now that I said, come, come to my church and see the cars. I've never gone to hear which guy is it. No, 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 no. So like that stage. We are thinking of plays. Yeah. Yeah. For what? No. I was invasion. Wanted to move under the power. And the sources to do it was not there. No proper horses. No proper people. And I said, Lord, I think it's time for you to give us the aircraft. So that we carry these people. You cannot present people's passport with your own place. They will refuse them. Give me the visa. I'll bring them back. The airport you arrive is different from the, nurse, the other one. One man of God who has a plane said something that caught my attention. I was it? He said that there are, there are nations I've got there without, without visa. Mm. I fly my plane, Nigeria preacher. He said, I got there and I called the president. I just forgot I don't have a visa. He said, No, all protocols. He said, He got the call. So, so, so is coming. Let me go and see the British always and talk those nonsense and let's see what will happen to you. Nothing command respect than results. Nothing command respect than results. Nothing command respect than results. Nothing command respect. May the Lord give you grace for results. Nothing command respect than results. Don't be crooked. Stand in the kingdom. Be spiritual. Line upon line. Precept upon precept. You'll get there. Okay. Hallelujah. Houses. No. <laughs> I live where the where Ghanaians call the richest people live. When I was, I lived there 12 years ago. I've left that stage a long time. I was 39 years. I told my by 40 years we'll be there. I told I prophesied when we we're living in one single bedroom. By the time I am 40, we live in where the so-called rich people live. By 39, we're there. I am now 50 plus. <laughs> Left that stage. It's a smaller one for me now. Yes, Hallelujah. Amen. <laughs> Amen. No. Be spiritual. Be spiritual. Give in spirituality, marry in spirituality. Everything it spirituality will naturally kill selfishness. There are some things God killing me. I didn't I, I didn't read any book. By the time I return from waiting, I see that those things have died. They die. Because they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Wow. They will mount at with wings as eagle. 
<laughs> he giveth power to the faint, and to them that has no might, he increased strength. The youth shall wear it, and the young men shall utterly fall, but they that wait upon the Lord. So, in the presence of God, your weakness will die. Hallelujah to Jesus. Tell your neighbor, be spiritual. <laughs> be spiritual. That is it. It is what makes marriage works. I am not talking about some people. I am not a motivational speaker. I am not. I'm not. A, I am teaching based on authentic scriptures, authentic word of God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Are you getting it? Fundamental scripture for beating strife and releasing you to what I call each free marital life. One of my mentors call it each free marital life, living at peace, enjoying yourself, cracking jokes, have time. Mm, 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 mm. If you are traveling, you tell your wife and ask you, How long will you be? and you say, Two weeks, and say, Just two weeks, it means you are a bad husband. You should be traveling for three days, and your wife will be crying. Three days is too long because. Life has come to the place without your companionship. Living is difficult. If you live in a person, it's rich. Some people, when they leave, even cats started jumping. All the dogs. They went to your car, move. Oh, oh, oh. Everybody started rejoicing. They went to return. Everybody ran her tasketa. We returned from America. Mommy said something. That was something. I returned from America. We were driving in. I have not parked the car yet. All the dogs started, all the dogs started jumping. Is here? He said, hey, the dogs have seen that you have come. The moment I got out of the car, someone was trying to kiss me. Everybody was angry. They've not seen me for one month. Everybody, ta, 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 this, they spoil my dress. <laughs> Hallelujah. Somebody's coming. Oh, who is that? Daddy, ow, 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 ow. This one passes. This one passes. Everybody's. If dogs are running, what do human beings do? Don't be a terror. Be a lover. I'm telling you, mommy said it. She, she loved the dog, but you let the dog come close to her. Don't, don't, they shouldn't come and lick me. The moment I landed, all of them rushed. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They were jumping. They were just, this one who hung on me, this one my back. Some of them were tearing my dress. <laughs> I mean, if the animals has instinct, if you love them, they know. If you don't like them, they know. Daughter, may you not marry a wrong man. Yeah. And if you think you want to enter in based on what I'm preaching, you think you have made wrong decision. God can make the wrong right. Don't go and force your, your husband or wife to change. You start changing. Let the change begin with you. He may not deserve the change you are bringing, but give it to him for the sake of peace. How can I change to such a man? Change. Respect him. Love him. Care for him. If he has not put money, they cook for him. You will keep burning coins on his head. And you will start changing. Simple way of doing it. It's a blessing. Hallelujah. In the evening, I will come and bring you the recovery from selfishness. Then I will add two commandments to it. Because it's a very heavy message. Amen. Amen. That's why I'm going to move you from feeling love to friendship love 
to forever love. <laughs> that is the road to recovery from selfishness. It starts with feelings love. It's called romantic love. It grew from there to friendship love and it landed at forever love. Which stage are you? Stand to your feet. <laughs> and don't pretend you know because each one of them has over seven scriptures and eight. Eh? So all the relationship will start from somewhere. Yes, sir. Don't start with failing love and stay there. The marriage will break. It must move to friendship love. What is friendship love? Failing love is what you call romantic love. It's the love we started when we are caught. When we are dating. It's a love that makes you dress when you're on your way to Kimpiski yes, for dinner. Has that one gone? Nobody can get to forever love if they've not started from failing love. If failing love left the matrimonial home, after 10 years of marriage, you will lose sexual appetite for your partner. How do you activate it? It's a serious matter. Then you come to the place of forever love. That is where that divorce is not in the equation. So the men that are divorced, their wife, they never go to forever love. Serious business. Hallelujah. I like the way you are quiet. I am not going to, it's, not, it's already inside me. This is, we are working with it. It's not that you are reading from me. If there is no notes, I can still preach it. Since I started preaching, how many scriptures have I quoted without looking through in the Bible? It's already there. It's called spirituality. So you are working on the basis of fundamental scripture. Every step you take, the word of God is speaking. If the word is not in your heart, how will you, how will you express sin? Thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against you. So you must be looked at is called spirituality. Be spiritual. Be spiritual. Be spiritual. Spirituality brings you to authentic romantic atmosphere. You know what you are doing. Hallelujah. No. You think that romance is for only carnal people who live in Hollywood. Their own is pressure and pain. Temporal enjoyment. No. There is a realm you come to every day in your home is Christmas. Not only 25th. December. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Have you learned something here this afternoon? I don't know what I said. Now, I promise I'm going to give you what kills marriage. We still have some days to go. I'm going to give you. Today, I, I woke up, I went to my prayer room, I started writing. I wrote over 20. Laziness kills marriage. Stubbornness kills marriage. Disrespect kills marriage. Everyone has a scripture. I started writing. What are the things that kill marriage? <laughs> the reason why the message I'm preaching I know it from God is sometimes it comes as if it's meditation. He just dictates it into my spirit and it's locked up. Tell you'll never be spiritual. Don't let them be squeezing your breast when they are courting with you. It's not spirituality. No. Don't let them. Don't let them be touching you. Don't let them enter where they are there to pay price to enter. It will devalue it. 
I will tell you something at the dinner. Write to him. Everybody start writing. After church, get a four seat. Everybody write your name. We are going to cook according to the number of people that are coming. You will overcook it. Amen. You have to buy chicken and goat. I told the people. I said, everybody pay 100 the rest. If God blesses me and somebody bless me, I will add it to it. Huh? If you are a couple, pay for your wife. Pay for your fiancé. You and your fiancé come and sit there. Can you imagine some of you, your fiancé is here hearing what you are hearing? Oh. Can you imagine some of you, your husband is here, drag him to church. Tell him, I will go to there and start pressing his body. When things wake up, say, I'm giving you this so that you follow me to church. Give him free sex so that you come to church. <laughs> but make sure after that, don't, if your husband is acquired, you finish and say, oh, tomorrow we'll go. <laughs> don't develop the interest. Don't say it once and stop. Keep the, let him see that the burden on you is that he goes to church. Yes, sir. Don't leave him to go to hell. Yes, sir. No, a lot of people are waiting for them to change. They can't change like that. Let them know that the begging on them is going to change. And pay all the price. Sex, good food, everything. And keep repeating. When are you coming to follow me to church? We have to go to church. Say church, church, church. After when you wake up, one day you wake up. Ah, church. Then say, let's go. One lady told me, she said, I pursue my husband to follow you for one year. He said, I don't want to hear the name prophet. I don't want to hear the He said, I keep talking. I'll give him some. Sometimes we finish making laugh. I say, you are, we are going to we have to listen to prophet Nana. He said, this one. He said, one day in a very good mood. I told him, he said, I will try. Now his husband is addicted to my ministry. Now listen, I saw the guy in investing doing manual work, carrying chairs. He said, can you imagine when we were coming here, my husband left me at home. And you are getting late to me. I want to get there and give him talk to prophet before he comes. He said, Paul, I'm on them. Whoa. You. He told, he said, he came back and told his husband, I said, you, you have to buy me something special. He said, the husband said, I will do it. One year. It, was, it is in your good interest for your husband to be listening to the things that has changed you. It is in your good interest for your fiancé. Don't leave that guy there with his friends. Mm -hmm. You don't have a future. Sunday come to church, they say, they're going to do, eat your safi. And then mutual, then you are dead. You don't have a future. All these girls coming to church, this man, daughters with their wife, you don't see depression in their face. This man cannot listen to me and beat her. You could see joy. The enjoying says, I'm sure he fired before coming here, even yesterday. What did you say? Prophetic. I can get close to you and professor. They are just enjoying. I can see them. All those who come to church with their husband, I can see them enjoy. Those who are willingly, I mean, they were, ah. <laughs> you are the only one who don't believe I'm a prophet. I, 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 this is very, pro I have prophesied once today. Yes, I have given one prophecy it has come to yes, Don't keep him, bring him to church. Drag him. Don't keep him. There are men who come to church, their wife doesn't come. That is a mystery to me. I asked one man here. I said, honey, sir, what is your, are you married? So I said, I'm married. I have three children. Where is your wife? I said, daddy, I have talk. I doesn't want to come. So I said, what? That you are not taking him to the mocks? I said, drag him. Stop giving him housekeeping money. Stop buying shopping for him. And until the woman started coming. Now the woman started coming. They were only coming to honor. The woman told him after two months, let's start standing service. No, sometimes, eh, 
It is the devil that is trying to stop them from coming to where their deliverance will take place. I have seen people bring their daughters from a landing for deliverance. They bring them to the gate. They say they won't enter. One day I said, Lord, what does it happen? He said, the devil doesn't want people to go where they will be delivered. And so I have to let the pastors go and pray for them, drag them before they come. Because I do remember the woman. He said, we came here from landing. The boy agreed. On the gate, I thought he said, we Insanity. By the time they were leaving, everything was gone. Amen. Went back to school. Amen. And the first exam that came, like first class. Amen. Satan knows how to destroy people with destinies. Drag them to church. Yes, sir. If they are in a distance, tell them to watch online. Force them. My daughter, Equia, his mother pursued her for years. The mother will send her the link. You will put it down. Listen to prophet will keep it down. His childbirth was connected to this grace. Married for over 14 years. The first time in of protest, I prayed, he got back, became pregnant. I have dedicated his baby boy. The devil knows how to do it. As of all, we have to get that lady to give us a testimony. A lady walked to me after Sunday service, at that land, last week. He said, you pray for me at Trinity Baptist. That after 17 years, doctor said, he brought the baby home. Mm. He said, you prophesied that I'm going to have a child. He was nearly here, baby. And he said, my hospital report shows that I'm an old lady. He said, the doctor said, you can't have, you can't have child. You don't even produce egg. Your symptoms show like you are in a menopause. And he said, you pick me up. And you said in that meeting, every report shows that you can't have child. But next year by this time. He brought the baby. He was saying the testimony with tears. And I saw the baby here. This is last two weeks. And there's something he had. And see, the day I was coming to the meeting, I almost didn't come. The devil knows how to stop your manifestation. Drag somebody here. Don't let your husband be an online, only online Christian. Christianity is not made for online. Forsake not the assemblies of your gathering. Whilst you are sitting here, a lot of things are happening in the spirit you don't understand. You are converting anointing from one another. You are touching it from the pulpit. It is made such a way that Ethiopia, you know, when there was no church in Ethiopia, he traveled to Jerusalem. Go where God is. They that seek me, they will find me. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Sit down. Two questions and I'm done. No prayer. No prayer. The reason no prayer is that fasting is coming. Do you know it's coming on 70 days? Do you know 70 days is coming on Butukutu? <laughs> we are still fasting. Fasting. 70 days here, boss. The year ending of May, first week in December, we are in Israel. I pray that God will give you money to be part of the Israel. Two questions. Let's give it to them. Is it Awu? Is it Awu? What's your name, madam? Miss Kem. Okay. There's a lady who asked questions. It's, it's different from this one. Okay. Yes, Miss Kem, go ahead. Okay. Bring the microphone close to your mouth. We beg you, give us volume. We are begging. I mean, actually nailing down.
You are a Fountain Gate Bible student. I'm a Fountain Gate Bible school student. Are you here of Anko or Boga? I completed Boga. I'm now completing my attachment. Okay. My question to you is, um, the Lord has laid in my heart to take on the family life ministry. Mm -hmm. And I'm a 14 years uh, professional counselor from Canada. Okay. My question to you is, how are you preparing pastors as a counselor to deal with these matters in the church? Very good question. Hmm. Um, we even started some fellowship about it and we have some association of pastors that um, we call it the school of the prophet and all kinds of things that they learn. We are even building a Bible school, but I think when the coronavirus came, a lot of things changed, but it's still in the pipeline. We are doing it. The reason is that our ministry, give the microphone to him, let her hold it until he finishes and you take it from her. So I don't know whether I answer your question, whether how am I preparing the pastors? Um, it's a very huge question. I don't think I am called to prepare all the pastors. I only prepare those who submit to my ministry. So when you are in another church and you come and you feel like you are, so like I said, uh, the, fair, the process is that we are forming a fellowship. And we have, what, what name were we calling it? Huh? Hope Fellowship. So uh, it was an advice from Reverend Yishud, where you went back school and a lot of pastors follow you. And so keep them together and build them up. But I am very happy for what you just told me. Yes, and Papa, please remember that there's one Canadian woman that loves you. Because when you're online, you don't mention Canada. And then Pastor Martin said that he punished Canada because they didn't give him uh, a visa. And I was crying in the church when he said it. I'm like, Pastor, oh, yeah. Pastor Martin said Canada yes, didn't he give said him he visa. punished Canada. He went in for one day and went back out and he oh. punished Canada. I'm like... Hey. Hey. But don't worry, I have a Canadian visa. In fact, I'm planning invasion in Canada. Please. I don't normally mention Canada. Eh? Pardon? No, you don't. I've been following you for almost two years. You oh, really no. don't. Canada. God bless you. <laughs> One of your sisters here has spoken on your behalf. Saskatchewan, Toronto, uh, Ontario. I'm coming there. I'm coming to Canada very soon. Let's go. How many? Papa, I'm, wow. I'm from Ontario and I've been following Ontario. you. You've been such a blessing to me. Wow. And you are absolutely right. The first night I came here, how the devil wants to fight your blessing. I came in, it's quarter to 12. Mm. And by 12 midnight, I was in the washroom rolling, vomiting. Sat outside and I told the devil, I'm not going home. And I stayed right here. I vomit back in the bathroom, rolling back and forth. The first night, my feet stepped here. And I've been following you for two years. And wow. I said, I refuse. I refused. I sat outside. Even the guy beside me said, Madam, if you want to sleep. I said, this is not sleep. I went outside. I came back and forth. I was rolling and vomiting. I said, God, I'm not going home. I stand outside there and I praise God. They were worshiping and, and I that praise. That was two years ago. No, this was my first time. I've been in Boga. I've been in Ghana for two years. I'm just about to leave. And I told God, the last thing I'm going to do, I'm going to come here. And the first, the first night I came here, I was in your washroom lying on the floor. Even the people that was cleansing the washroom, they were knocking on the door. And I said, I'm inside. But I was vomiting. I was rolling on the floor. I came back. When did this happen? This happened, uh, I should say, about four weeks ago. Four weeks ago? Yes. And I'm the doing... devil just wanted to oh, discourage yes. you. Oh, yes. And you stop him right there. I, I refuse. I went I outside and I told God. I said, Father, I ask you to come here. You have graced me to come here. 
I'm not going home. I'm staying. And by quarter to three, I came back. And just like how he gave it to me, I give it right back to him. Glory be to God. Wonderful testimony. What I tell Hallelujah. We love you also. I'm coming to Canada. I'm telling you. Please remind me to come to Canada. Hey, Canada, please give us a matter visa. If that will solve this problem. Even my Canadian visa, I have to renew it. Hallelujah. Amen. I remember I went there with you and they re- uh, don't worry, now you get it. It's not a problem. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. What a testimony. To God be all the glory. You know, people have testimonies in this ministry. And uh, if God gives you one shade. Hallelujah. Please, who else has a question again? Last question. Okay, give it to There's a madam behind you. Give it to her and then we, we draw the curtain. It's amazing that men don't ask questions Hello? in this meeting. Well, um, and, daddy. Oh, oh, interestingly, we are the ones who are causing the problems in the marriage. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, my dear. Um, daddy, you've preached a lot. You've advised us a lot. Um, but there's this thing I have a concern with. Um, you usually say that by the word of God, we should submit. Mm-hmm. And our body is not ours, per the word of God. But I wanted to know, do you have any recommendations for, um, for instance, like even an aircraft, um, vehicles, when you use them, you maintain them, change the oil, air filters, and one or two things. What are your personal recommendations for all these years being married as a man? How to maintain what you have indirectly how to maintain your wife to be in always the good mindset emotions everything to be set because sex is not just about mm-hmm. opening up and just doing it it's a mm-hmm. whole lot mm-hmm. so as a man um what is your best recommendations for all these years keep holding the microphone but it comes back to what i was saying is ignorance so like you just said that sex is not just Open up and doing it. But does every man knows that? You see the room is quiet. Does every man knows that? If you happen to marry a man who does not know it, what do you do? Now the reason why, this morning God told me something. The reason why even we have to be serious about what I'm teaching is that. What word should I use? Our culture and upbringing also affect us in a different way when it comes to the marital issues compared to the West when you go there. That there is something you ask your husband, it will offend the man, but in some cultures it's normal. So I'll answer your question, but I want to say, what do you do? Then the, the, the only thing to do is knowledge. Like I said, so we come back to what I was quoting from Dr. Masmuru. Marriage is not based on love. Because it takes love to have sex sometimes. Quote in quote. I don't want to preach another message. But knowledge based make the love become strong and authentic. So if you ask me how to service your wife, things like vacation, things like taking time. That is why when I was putting in symptoms of selfishness, I put in something called time choices it means how you spend your time 
the way you have the, the, your timetable for time spending, do you have a period for you and your wife? For instance, I have three children. When I travel with them, sometimes I don't have time. I don't, I, because they are run, it doesn't help me to give their mother the attention the time I want. So there are times I travel with them. I travel without them. There are some travels I travel. I travel with my wife. I travel with mommy alone. So that I can have time for her. And I realized that by the time I return from those kind of trip, I feel fulfilled. Because the things, and I could see that she's okay. So the servicing of the changing of the oil and the filters have to do with I mean, Yesterday I picked about it. You, don't, you see, you don't have to be a millionaire before you do that. You don't have to wait and become a millionaire. Every one of us here can, what is that, moving out of your busy environment, taking some time up. It can be three days. It can be one week. It can be some days. And that day is dedicated for the two of you. So you are in some hotel somewhere by the beach. You wake up. You go eat breakfast. You come back into the room. Things happen. You watch movies. It's not the normal way you live and you have time. And that is what brings the service in. I don't know whether I'm able to answer. So what I'm trying to tell you is that apart from that, eh, you the woman, you, I, there are personal servicing that you have to service yourself, you have to service yourself. But if you are talking about the man servicing what is you see, then that is the only thing I can tell you. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but daddy, how about, you see, I remember yesterday you made a statement that um, when it comes to men, you can never tell. Some men have high sex drive, mm -hmm. some are normal, some are... It's not men alone, women too. There are women with high sex drive, there are men with high sex drive, there are women with low sex drive. They are men. I'm just using that as a term. That means that their demand on you for sex is higher than the norm. It means that when you marry two women, there's somebody, there's a woman that can have sex once in a week, is satisfied. There's a woman that maybe you have to give her three times in a week, and if you don't come, she's coming, and all kinds of things. There are, there are men that they can have sex maybe once in a two weeks. There are some once in a week. There are some they can do from Monday to Monday. Yes, there are, there are men like that. Mm -hmm. Exactly. So, Daddy, mm -hmm. if the man has a very high sex drive, mm -hmm. Um, very high. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, how do you go about it? Yeah, you are just we are married, fresh, no children. It's it's okay. You handle it. Um, but as going forward, um, you have kids. You keep getting pregnant. Moving forward with life, how how do you do it? Because the sex drive really doesn't change. Sometimes even gets more like advanced. Mm -hmm. And if you are privileged that he always wants it on you, how do you handle it? You have to handle it based on what God said. <laughs> the, the thing is that, oh, let me tell you something. You see, the problem with most of you is that you want to find a way out, but there is no way out. So you prepare for it. That is why I say that expect the best, but prepare for the worst. If that is your worst, then prepare. Because there is no way, the reason why I tell you to prepare for it is that in attempt of trying to think that is too much for you, you might end up bringing friction and tension to your matrimonial home. And you don't want that one. 
You don't want to be on that side. That a man is angry because he thinks. Because the moment a man starts thinking that, you are not satisfying him sexually. If he's not spiritual, you look for alternative. And most of the thing, that is why Richard Roberts said, all married problems are sex and money. We'll talk about the two during the dinner. I'll talk about the money aspect. I'll talk about the sex aspect. It's going to be the strongest thing I've ever preached. The two of them. But the thing is that, if the man is not spiritual, if, if he's spiritual, there is a limit to what everybody can take. So you don't have a choice. When you say children, how, how many, how many, you are married, how many minutes does it take for a man to have sex? It was Bishop James who said that a man can, uh, 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 his wife can be going to work, the woman has dressed, on ways, uh, uh, let's say, uh, and then uh, five minutes to go and climb the car, give it to you, and you have to go and sit in the car and go. That's what it is, because the way even you dress can activate sex inside your husband. Maybe you just went to the mall and buy some nice dress. In the moment you, you fire the dress, guys. Because remember I told you, men work with visibility. Women work with what they hear and how you touch them. But a man has to see. So, there is, I, I can't answer that question anyhow. Because most of the marriage problems, as I talk to the men, it comes back to that. The men that are bitter, the men that are angry, sometimes they won't tell you why they are angry. They won't tell you why they are behaving. But it's because you think they should be reasonable to understand that in the situation when they ask the thing and you say you are tired, they should understand. But they didn't. So once he make the move, go home. That's what it is. It will save you. High sex drive, low sex drive, middle sex drive, prepare for it. No, we are just saying it. We are just saying it, but <laughs> if God give it to you, God will give you grace. There is another answer to it. Pray for grace. Lord, give me grace to make this very high sex drive. And quote the scripture. Anytime you see your husband, let one scripture come out of your mouth. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Thank you, Daddy. But I promise you, girl, it's not going to be there forever. No matter how sex drive a man, as he grow to a certain point, it will come down. At a certain stage, oh boy. No. So it has a season. Uh, there are some too. There's another one too I'm learning. There are some men too. They naturally are not high self driving, but they say season it comes. People say not hey, then about some particular week it be papa papa not. It's there. Different reactions to people. Amen. But whatever it is, nothing in the natural is permanent. Everything is subject to change. So at that period when it comes, ask God to give you grace. And it's not a sickness. If it's being done well, you yourself will call for it. So, it's good. Amen. Yes, One man wants to ask a question. Let's say, oh, uh, I'm here, Papa. Uh -huh. <laughs> yes, Mr. Mensa. Uh, He's going to be the compound overseer for Portis. He's going to take charge and make sure that Portis, I'm going to give him that word. This is Mr. Mensa. Mr. Mensa, ask a question. Yes, compound overseer. Amen. God bless you, Daddy. Mm -hmm. Oh, how much I to start it. Mm -hmm. But just to now, women of today, mm -hmm. even today's cars are asking for services. 
today's the cars that are coming up are asking for servicing when the time is due oh so okay so it, the cars himself say uh, yes. servicing is due so i'm wow. asking for women or men who need service to ask to ask that's right how many of you need servicing here ask this place is a workshop we will help you what i'm doing i'm taking you through servicing class i love it so mommy mr mensa has added to the question when you come to the place you see there's one thing you have to also understand that our generation is totally different it's a very demanding generation it's a very stressful generation if you want to be stressful and i mean driving alone is stressful for instance from conjunction to portes if you are not strong you can be very stressful whether you have a car or you are in trotro so the 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 you see when i was growing up the word vacation and things is not in our equation and i'm telling you most of your brothers and sisters in abroad is the same thing if you go to see some of the white people if a white lady in fact some of them we are in 2021 they have already planned they have already planned their vacation 2022 and some of them have already bought the ticket we are going to Dubai. We are going to the and it's a culture. They grew up with it. There is so much demand that where we have come to, we cannot work throughout the year. That is why even sometimes I want you to come and move and come to Porter. Do you know Porter's atmosphere is different? It's very serene, it's very quiet, and it's that. And sometimes when you are here with your wife and your husband, you sleep here, it's stress-free. Some of you have not tried. But it's just maybe these three days you just come here with your fiance, you are here, and just keep sometimes just driving alone can be stressful. Sunday, I was going to preach somewhere to inaugurate a church at Weja from, from, from City Escape to Dowena Station. I was in tracking for one hour 20 minutes. One hour 20 minutes. Pastor Martin go to the program. He thought I was coming. He said, why are you asking me? I promise. Ah, Papa. And I told him, I said, I left home 5.35. It's 7 o'clock and I'm still around the bridge. It's stressful. Amen. It's stressful. Yeah. It is so strong that yesterday, I called a contractor negotiated with him that I'm going to repair that road. So I'm sure by tomorrow or next, it will be repaired. I, I told him. I said, no. I, the Lord told me, if I was sitting in the car, the Lord told me to do something about it. And I said, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to even ask the church. I'll find a way. So I called a whole contractor, I said, and he said, I have to go and miss asphalt and do this and try to tell him. And I said, I, I said, no. Just that, you see that, uh, that care would be, I told him, I said, do a little bit to that road and let's repair it. No, because that's why it's stressful. Amen. And I want to tell you something. Some men, eh, when they are stressful, they look for sex. That's another. So the reason why your husband is on news is sometimes he comes when he's stressful. The only thing that, you see, let me tell you something about some men. Eh, and I've spoken to them. Sometimes they become so stressful that only sex can make them sleep. So you notice your husband, anytime he finishes having sex, he sleeps. Most of them are that. How many can agree? Do you sleep? Okay. Yeah, they sleep. They just give them appetite. It's called sleeping tablets. 
Pastor Abed, he sleeps. Pastor Martin, he can't wake up. Everybody. It's only me that don't sleep. Mommy is laughing. I don't know. He's the only one who can answer that question. But anyway, that's what it is. It's there. The such thing that the devil has perverted it. There's a reason. Do you know, even I read recently in America that it's one of the best exercises. Yeah. I read it. You say you don't read anything. Yeah. They are even coming out that when men have regular sex, it will prevent them from having prostate cancer. So prostate cancer is as a result of the fact that our sex rate is low. So argument in our yani the end of because you see no. I didn't no cry no. <laughs> no, I just read it. I read it from a report. A, 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 a Ministry of Health report from some country that it, it, the only way to escape the prostate cancer is to make sure that you have regular sex. So we are coming to the place that instead of you complain, you should rather chase the man for it. No. Yes. That's what it is. And they told me it's a very good exercise. Prevent a lot of things. I, I forgot, I don't want to be schooled, but I read the things that sex prevent. That if you have sex regularly, you will escape this, 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 and that. Amen. No, there are deep things we talk about. Then Kualawa. Kualawa. Amen. Hallelujah. And because of the things we are talking about, it's very important that we learn. All these things, the only, the only place you can learn them is church. There are people sitting. Yesterday, a woman told me, say, he came to Christ, he said, Papa, I wish some of Baba were heard things like this. So, unfortunately, I'm hearing you now, and I'm 50 plus. He said, as I'm sitting down, I said, well, I'm still married, but I wish I knew this thing. So, ignorance is a very serious disease. So, and you, you, sometimes you may think you know. There is always a better way of doing things. You can improve in every area of your life. And once we develop, the things get better. It will get better. Hallelujah. For instance, after this meeting, when you go back, when you start, your husband himself who doesn't come here will know that you have changed. And when you leave with people and they change, you can tell that they have changed. It's good. Amen. You talk about serious things. Hallelujah. Serious things. I learned it from even a woman of God many years ago. In, in, in Nigeria, I was preaching that a lot of African women doesn't know how to tell their husband they want sex. Most our culture, they don't know. The people are instead of becoming canoe, say like offer prayer, no be no pray pray kakra, no ye bibi. That the white people they don't do that. They won't even tell you. They'll come after you. No, they don't. Amen. They won't even tell you. They'll come after you straight. Some of the things you see them. Yeah, I'm telling you. Amen. And so, you see what Mr. Mensah just said that if you want servicing, say, the culture demands so that if you want servicing, so that if a car wants servicing, the car say it. But there are other cultures, they will wait. They themselves will descend that you need servicing. That is why some of the, some, one, of the, one, of the, one of the symptoms of selfishness is insensitivity. Insensitivity, you have to learn. You have to study the person and you become sensitive to know what he needs at a particular time. So you can easily tell. Amen. Mm -hmm. God bless you. Take an offering and let's go. We'll come back in the evening. Have you been blessed?
Is it good that we do this? That it's not just take it, take it, take it. We'll come there 70 days. We'll be in power. We'll preach a different one. But this one is too is good. We need that. A false balance is abomination. And it's there. Okay, take an offering by the grace of God. And we are coming back in the evening. Tell your neighbor, <laughs> I'll sit by you in the evening. Tell your neighbor in the evening, I'm going to sit by you. Father, we command blessing over the seed of your people. And we bless all those online. Please give your seed, send people, send things, help. Papa, one um, um, oh, question. online, online yes. okay, okay, okay. Sorry, yes, I was going to. We have to think about that, uh, Papa, because they are more than those of us who are here, yes, sir. Uh-huh. Is it wrong to say no to your husband on Sunday morning when the woman is dressed up and ready for church, especially when the woman is running late and to and she's going to lead opening prayer? <laughs> powerful one <laughs> number one the pastor can have another person to hear the open <laughs> prayer number two nobody arrests you for coming to church late you can't even get a query letter let me tell you something as for the sex thing don't avoid it the only way is that you know how to do to get the man off quickly so that you can get to church and that's why every woman here knows. Look at their hypocrisy. Looking at me, I say they don't know what I'm talking about. And then, and then, and then hypocrisy. You know? So the answer to if you ask me what to do, you have nothing to do. All you have to do is that even when you are about to enter the church, and you whisper that can we see one or two things? Like you better go back. No, folks, let me tell you. By the special grace of God and his mercy, you are not only people that I father. You are very close sons and daughters. But I father the body of Christ. And if I tell you the stories that come, after I listen to me, a lot of the men don't talk. Most times the women are coming to complain. But the 40% that have spoken most of the challenges is about sex most of the reason why the men are misbehaving going out some of them is a, a spiritual thing there are dimensions that are spiritual that you are doing everything you are doing for the man but he's still going out that one that is where deliverance comes in we'll talk about that one that one during the dinner i will show you how we handle that aspect there are spiritual dimensions. Some of them is patterns in the bloodline. Some of them is, is what I preach on Friday. Is, is, is interference as a result of the past. Then we know how to get it. And you, I will teach you how to get him to, to if he's ready to be delivered, how we get it. But this thing about, I'm going to lead prayer. You think you are going on to please your pastor because you came to lead prayer. But by the time you come back, your home is burning. So that one, I will tell you, as long as he makes the demand, get ready for it. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Final one, sir. I don't feel too attracted to my husband these days. Mm-hmm. What can I do to revive the attraction? The answer will come during the this evening teaching. The failing love to friendship love to forever love. 
That is why I left it because I need to go to details about that one. It is not, it is not her alone. It happens in every marriage. It's not every time you fail. There is a wilderness session of marriage and nothing comes to stay. Everything comes to pass. So what do you do to pass through that stage? Something has caused that failing to come. So we have to learn how to repair that one. Stand to your feet. So tell her, in every we are going to deal with that. Hallelujah. And then if possible, if God give me a permission, that some of you will need. And from Wednesday, I'll start laying hands. Because I have to mix the two. There are people who come here. What is happening to them? It's not just teaching. They need deliverance. We have to command some things to leave you. And we have to cut you off from some things. And we have to believe God that certain things following you will stop following you. And some of you, in order for you to even enjoy marriage, we must disconnect you from your background. There is a, there is a sad story I will read to you. There's an email I will read to you this evening. And you will learn a lot of things from it. And that is why I'm going to talk about living and cleaving. It is going to be the next commandment. Now listen. A man will leave his father and mother and be cleaved to his wife. Listen. A man will leave his father. It is what God said. I told you yesterday that when God said it, Adam didn't have parents. A man will leave his father and mother and be cleaved to his wife. So when you marry and you bring your mother to the marriage, the marriage will break. But if she, her mother comes, it can work. Even that one, her mother must be spiritual. We'll talk about that in this evening. To see, to, I'm going to show you the dangers. And we have to be spiritual to get it. Once you go contrary to what God has said, God didn't say bring your mother, leave. It means that. Even if you are in Ghana, if you are in America, and you come and pick your mother from Ghana to America to stay there. It is not advisable for your mother to stay with you. Rent a place somewhere and put her there. Especially the man. Because God said you have to leave them and come and cleave to your wife. It is a, it is, it is a message that is difficult to preach in our environment. But the fact that you are rooted in tradition that's not me we shouldn't tell the truth i'm preaching it on basis of the bible you make the word of god in none effect but i have a mother my wife has a mother we take very good care of my mother very good care very it's my wife who take care of my mom yesterday i heard her i heard my i i think i overheard you told you that she called you yesterday but she didn't call me my wife, my mother can call my wife and spoke to her. You he will, he will never even ask. No. We have worked so that my wife and my mother, they are friends. She medi medicals, everything, she does it. But you have to be the kind of daughter-in-law that is ready to love the mother of the man you are married. Don't make her your enemy. You have to be smart. So, but my mother will not come and live with us. In fact, since we married, I think my mother has visited us twice and sleep. Maybe. Twice. No. We have other, he has other sisters, cousins, aunties. He prefers to stay with them. She comes. By the time, sometimes he comes here and says, welcome. He will visit us and he will go back. I'm talking about the one the woman is coming to live with you permanently. 
When you talk about that. And some of you know what I'm talking about. I know the men are already offended, but I don't care. I'm telling you the truth. It is in the word of God. Amen. Peter was living with his mother-in-law. Not Peter's mother. That is why Jesus healed Peter's mother-in-law. If it's Peter's mother, Jesus will make sure he dies. <laughs> no, it's in the Bible. Go and read it. Because if God healed Peter's mother in the marriage, then he has contradicted his way. Because you're supposed to leave your mother and father and be cleaved to your wife. He didn't say anything about the woman. So a woman can carry his mother, no problem. It is better that when you give birth, let the woman's mother rather come and take care if they are in good terms. If you don't like, take care of it yourself. No? I have lived with my mother-in-law for over 20 years. She has lived with us, grandma. That, uh, so people even think she's my mother, 20 years. But I don't think if my mother is in the house, the 20 years it will work. I'm not too sure. My mother is not a troublesome woman. She's a very calm woman. But once you contradict scripture, nobody is less troublesome. Once the decision you have take, taken contradicts the word of God, you will face the consequence. It's getting quiet though. Amen. Well, I have finished preaching that one, so I won't preach it again. <laughs> but we'll talk about it. So get it. Uh, there's another thing I've seen. Most of the marriage report that is breaking, if you go deep, 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 the guys have not left. Or if they left, they dragged their mothers into it. There's another one to have seen. The mother is not staying there with them, but is in a remote control controlling everything in the house. Into one and say, I'm have sex, and I'm a say, Stop. No, a guy, a lady told me, say, when we are making love and my mother-in-law called, my husband will stop and spend time. Sometimes he'll be sitting in bed naked talking to his mother. He has no left. The Lord bless you. 